Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Heart of Purpose Podcast on this series of Jesus Is. I hope you checked out who Jesus is as the Son of God in the first episode of this series. But welcome to episode two. Um, I'm just going to do about four or five episodes, but it's just fun to really dissect and look into who Jesus was um, as a baby, but also who he was as a young man and in his ministry and in his preaching. And one of the key words that was used in the Bible to kind of describe who Jesus is in the way that he lived and in the way that he truly loved people, like how he loved people, um, he was described as the good shepherd. So I'm going to dive into John chapter 10, verse 11 through 30, because this kind of shows the imagery and the picture of who this beautiful Jesus man is as the good shepherd. And it's a good example of how we should live, how we should truly see others. And also, I just think to see who God is, because, you know, Jesus didn't do anything that God didn't direct him to. God was his father, and he and Jesus would not do anything that the Father wouldn't do. And so it's a good example of who God is. And whenever we can kind of shed light on who God is, doesn't it just make life more simplified? I mean, it gives us a true example of how we are to live. And um, that's why I love Jesus' life. I love diving into um, all of his life, and that's what I plan to do in these short series. So welcome today. I hope you're having a good, I believe today's Wednesday. Oh my gosh, this week has already flown by. Hopefully you're getting prepared for Easter and um, hopefully you can get together with family uh, wherever you are. And if you can't, hopefully there's a community or church or somewhere you can go to truly celebrate and uh, find fellowship. But let's dive into who Jesus is as the good shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hired man, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hired man flees because he is a hired man and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. I am a visual person. If you listen to the podcast, you know that. I love metaphors, and that is why I absolutely love Jesus' teachings. Um, He taught in parables. He taught in story form. And this was so that those who would hear him would know, like his people would hear it and understand. And those who um, could not understand based off whatever their belief, deception, uh, legalism, anything, could not really understand his stories. And so I just love the New Testament for all of his his stories and his parables, and including this one. So I am the good shepherd. The shepherd was not a very, like, you know, high position back in the day um, in Jesus' time. You know, they're they're handling sheep. They're outside. They're in the mud. And so that's also why I like this picture, because as sheep, like, I, I don't know. Yes, we are gems, and we are 
you know, we are beauty in the eyes of God, but he's also, you know, how, I don't know, precious <laughs> and how like innocent and how just adorable are sheep. <laughs> and so I just, I just love it. So he is the good sh- shepherd and he gives his life for his sheep. That, that's understandable. We all know that he goes to the cross and um, he dies for us. So he gives his life for his sheep. So hopefully you caught through this parable that we are his sheep and that there is one flock and that one flock is, you know, the bride, the church, the, his people, and there is one shepherd. And I, I just, I just love how he directs where he says like, he is the good shepherd because he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. But if someone, but the hired man doesn't have that kind of love for his sheep because he doesn't own the sheep because he doesn't care for the sheep. But he's saying, I care for my sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. I am known by the sheep and the sheep know me. So I just think it's a great reflection of him knowing us and us knowing him. Like it says in verse 16, and the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And so he's saying he also must bring in my gathering. And we talked about this in a Bible study I do with some friends, but we see you know, not of this fold, maybe as those who are non-believers. And he's saying, like, I have other sheep because they are still my people, just as God created, you know, you and I and all of our friends and those of the world, whether they believe what we believe or not, God still loves them. And if God, you know, if Jesus only does what God does, then he also loves everyone. He loves everyone that God created. And he, with that love that he mentioned as the good shepherd, he does not want them to go astray. And so just as the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And so I think that's what bearing witness, you know, Jesus goes out and preaches. He is going out and saving lives and he is bringing non-believers into his sheep, into his flock. And I think that's just a great indication of what we are to do as well. You know, he is our shepherd, and just as he doesn't let one go astray, we shouldn't let one go astray. We should, you know, just as in another verse, we should be fishers of men. We should care about those that are not in this flock, those that are not in this fold, and we should bring them in. I just love where he says, they will hear my voice, because when we believe in Jesus, when we believe in him as the good shepherd, like how much more would we go to him? You know, if we see him as just this distant figure or maybe a man that you should, you know, look up to, but maybe not really understand his life, like then you're not turning to him in your time of need. You're not turning to him even in your victories. You're not allowing him to work in your life if you don't truly believe that he is that good shepherd, that he cares about you, that he doesn't want you to go astray, that he wants to bring you in close. He wants you to be a part of his flock. You are a part of his family. You're a part of this family. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I just love, I think it's such a beautiful picture to see him as a good shepherd. In the first episode, we saw him as a son of God, which is just him being the baby that he was and so pure and holy. And, you know, throughout his life, he's holy because he only does what the father tells him to do. So he's emulating God. And in human form. And that's something I believe we can relate to because he still has feelings. He still has blood in his 
veins. Um, he still has flesh and, you know, he still felt what we feel in our day-to-day life, but he wanted to still be the good shepherd and, and, and bring us in and never leave us. You know, he, he's not going to allow the wolves to catch us when we turn to him, when we are in his, in his arms, you know, like I imagine, you know, just imagine yourself as a sheep, I guess, and imagine the fences that by, you know, that really keep us in as a, as a flock, as a whole. Um, and, and just having the shepherd really guide us. I mean, that's what shepherds do. They guide, they love, they make sure that they're getting food and water. They make sure that they're staying alive. And that's truly, you know, Jesus. We can turn to him. We can we can come to him and be a part of his flock. No matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've done in your life, he loves us all. He loves you and he wants you to see him as that good shepherd, one who can guide you, one one you can turn to. And I love John 10. It continues to go on and I'll start back up in verse 22, because this is still when, um, the Jews are still doubting a little bit, um, kind of doubting who he is. And, um, he continues to answer them with this sheep analogy. So verse 22, now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem and it was winter and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Right there, verse 30. I and my Father are one. This is where Jesus is really saying, I am God. I am the Son of God. I and my Father, God, are one. And yet the Jews still did not believe him. And I think it is because he spoke in such parables so that those who wanted to hear would hear and those who didn't want to hear couldn't understand. And so that's why I'm urging you to open your open the eyes of your heart and open your ears to truly to truly feel him, truly understand who he is as a man, as a god, as your father, as your friend, and as the good shepherd, someone who cares about you, someone who wants to see your life fulfilled, to see your life full and healthy and strong and protected. I believe, especially when you see it in the terms of the sheep in as a flock, you know, that we're all together and we're protected because the shepherd looks over us. Just as Jesus looks over us and Jesus and God, they're one of the same. God looks over us. God is our shepherd. He loves us. He wants us to feel protected, comforted, loved. He loves us so very much. And so with these with these episodes, they're just going to be short and sweet, but I hope that you can truly uh, go about today really remembering that, especially, you know, as I said, as we go into Easter and um, as we revisit the betrayal and as we revisit Jesus being crucified and the resurrection, 
I think it's always good to remember his life and um, who he is and, and what he means to us and who he can mean to you. You know, I think a lot of times maybe it's hard to grasp who Jesus is or what he should mean to us. And, you know, he, he is a good God <laughs> who sent his son, Jesus, who is good in all of his ways. And it's important, it's always important to remember his life and to understand why you believe what you do. Um, again, I'll leave you with John 3.16 because that is truly uh, what we dive into each episode for Jesus is because John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to remember that and maybe memorize it this week as we head into Easter. And until then, you guys, check back in tomorrow. We will talk a little bit more about who Jesus is. But until then, I love you guys. Bye.